What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. In the modern day world, many humans now believe that the human body is inherently flawed. It is my goal with this podcast to bring you the information to help you with your nutrition and fitness, to help you see what the human body is truly capable of, and to help you win the war within, giving you the ultimate mind muscle experience. Welcome back to the greatest podcast on the face of this earth, the Mind Muscle Experience. I'm working on an intro where I can sing, and I'm also working on the singing part because, well, let's be real. I'm going to be honest with myself as I'm talking into a microphone staring at the wall. I can't sing. But that doesn't matter because today we have another special guest. I was on a roll. I think I went, well, within the the span of five days, I got three guests in. I was like, yeah, I was pumping myself up anyway. So today's episode is a little bit different. I was like, I, so a bit personal and then we're going to wrap it all back in. Um, I have been just going through the craziest time in my life very confusing the most personal growth i've ever had in uh, a six month period it's like blown my mind um today's guest has been a huge part of that but as i've been working through everything in my head i just like i was thinking about just how cool the human body is the other day and i was like wait so fitness like fitness is awesome right but fitness, like nutrition, working on your mindset, working on your mobility, like everything I ever talk about boils down to one thing. And all of this boils down to mastering the human organism, the, the, the organism, the, the animal that we all are. And that's what it comes down to because with your fitness, you can physically control your muscles with your nutrition you can control the way you feel on a gut level and on a mind level on 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 clarity in your brain um with mobility you can control how how much range of motion you have and then when you work on your mindset you can literally work on understanding and harnessing the power that is in your mind and i wanted to talk to somebody about this just throw some ideas at somebody, just discuss it. And today I had a return guest, Shane McKinnon, co-founder, co-owner of Small Seed, the Small, wait, hold on, I'm fucking up. Small Seed Bar, the best plant-based protein slash snack bar company on the planet. Uh, I, I, I guess last week I launched the episode with Holly, so you guys know I love these two. I love their brand and, of course, the food they provide. I eat them a lot. Um, And Shane is the perfect person to talk to about this because him and I have gone back and forth for the last few months. He's helped me with my personal development like crazy. And, yeah, so let me know what you guys think of today's episode. This one was off the cuff. I had no notes prepared. I had no questions. We just grabbed my mics, went into the office in which he works, and just started to talk to each other. So let me know what you guys think of today's episode. If you like this style, if I should do it more when I have guests on, 
or if you like it more where it's like interview style or both or both we can do it all all right let me know reach out to shane on social media he's a great person to reach out to i highly recommend uh, all the information on where to find him will be in the show notes and enjoy today's episode my friends what's going on everybody welcome back to my muscle experience Today I am joined by none other than the vegan gangster himself, Shane McKinnon, back for the th- fourth, the fourth time we're doing a podcast together. First of all, I want to say hey to vegan gangster. Hey, <laughs> um, I think that, I I think Holly and I did an episode together. Oh right, right? so two times the Plants of PRs podcast. Correct, and then two times on Mind Muscle, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is my fourth, even though I shared one with Holly, which. Puts me at the top. It does. It definitely I'm a does. New all-time guest. <laughs> I'm only at like a five. So that's weird standing. It is weird, but, but it's it's better for us. It is better for us, and it kind of suits how I usually do it. Like because when I do solo episodes at home, I stand. You stand. Yeah, that's why that to make yourself look bigger. I never thought about it that way. It does actually make me look bigger, but it's just more comfortable. I usually like kind of straddle straddle myself in, get comfortable. You mean couches aren't comfortable? No, not at all. They'll you end like, your you don't fucking a, life. A nice, puffy, slouchy. No, do you really want me to get into sitting? You mean you talk about <laughs> what it really does to you? Well, I mean, it works for today's podcast. So we're talking about like body awareness. It really does. It really does. Yourself. Yeah. So for, to set up set up today's podcast, uh, this one's gonna be a bit off the cuff. Me and Shane don't have any notes. I don't even have questions. I'm gonna ask him. We, or I'm sorry, I sent out a tweet the other day because like I've been going through a lot of, and Shane's been helping me, like kind of mastering myself, if you will. And I put a, um, a tweet out that said like, fitness isn't even necessarily about looking good, although it helps. And this kind of contradicts what I used to say all the time, but that's okay. Is that true? What's that? You used to say it's all about how you look? Well, no, I used to say like if you move better and you feel better, you'll look better or something to that oh, effect. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but it, so it's not about the looks, although it does help, and it's not necessarily about feeling better, of course it helps, and then it's not even necessarily about getting stronger, but of course it helps. It's it's more about mastering the human organism, like the, the, the species, the animal that we actually are. <laughs> and I felt like you're the perfect person to talk about this because I feel like you and I have a pretty similar outlook on training to a degree and how it's as much as like you know the aesthetics matter to us like moving well matters to us feeling well being strong it matters um it's about kind of how it can cultivate what we want more so in our minds than anything because at the end of the day what what really controls us our mind yeah exactly Mm so i feel like you're the perfect person to talk to about this because it's just throw ideas off each other and i'm sure you'll probably ask me questions that'll stump me and stuff like that (laughs) um not to coin Tom, but this is like your first episode of Casual Conversations. Yeah, Casual Conversations with Tyler. Which is kind of cool. With Tyler. Well, we got to come up with something better. because it, it, I know, that's, what, a, that's imitating, which yeah, we don't what, do. Yeah, what does he do? Conversations with Tom? We're talking about Tom Bill, you too, for anybody who's interested. If you don't know him by first name, you're not cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I think he does Conversations with Tom. I always, I don't know why when I listen to them, I always thought Casual Conversations. Well, that's kind of what they are. But yeah, I'm just more clever with naming. That's why. Yeah, we need to come up with something. What's a synonym? I normally would whip out my phone. I'm using it right now, and <laughs> and and type in synonyms for casual or conversations. Uh, conversing with Tyler. That's okay. I don't, nah, I don't know. We'll think about it later. Yeah, I mean, we'll call it conversing with Tyler for now. So I have something on the board. But <laughs> but okay. So the the first topic I actually wrote down was just kind of like the muscular control side of it. So like. 
I actually did a whole episode on this at the beginning of the podcast, or the beginning of the rebrand of the podcast on just kind of how we control it in the first place. And, um, you know, like one thing I really learned was just how much our brain is in control of us controlling our muscles. <laughs> and I thought, like, that's what kind of what I mean by, like, it's not, like, yeah, strength, uh, aesthetics they matter but like ultimately the fact that you can go into the gym and be able to control your body I think is more more of a bigger picture thing you know do you is think it, people don't actually conceptualize like hey I'm telling my body to move my right hand to pick up a cup to drink it to my face no I actually I really don't I, th I don't think so either I don't like, especially like uh simple everyday tasks like that mm -hmm. i don't think they think twice about that i mean i honestly i i'm gonna grab my glass of water right now on my left hand because i want to work on the grip strength of my left hand like i i personally do think that way but i don't think a lot of people do and and i often wonder if any like if most gym goers because i don't really know how else to phrase it <laughs> um go into the gym and just kind of move they go through the motions they don't even think about the muscles they're activating you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I I think you are correct to an extent. I don't think they think about all of their muscles are activating, but I could definitely see one going in and be like, I'm going to squeeze my bicep. Yeah, that one's easy and it's right there right, too. Yeah. But, like, but squatting. I, right, because most people probably don't realize that you're working your calves, your hamstrings, your quads, your glutes. Can't forget about those glutes and your core and your core of and course. your lats and your back. It's everything. And your forearms. It's everything. It's literally yeah. But I'm yeah. So I'm I, um, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. And the amount of body control you gain from that is just insane. I mean, do you, like when you first started going to the gym, did you recognize just the overall body awareness that came with training? Uh, not at not at first. I don't think. I don't think I came aware of it until I became healthy. Mm, so once you got and when, when you when how, define healthy for me, like um, what you're considering healthy in this coupling context, coupling proper nutrition with <laughs> proper fitness, because mm -hmm. those are two different things. Before, because when I first started working out, I was more of like a, a meathead, if you will, uh, and just wanted to be massive, powerful, muscular, shredded, all at once. You were into bodybuilding, correct? I was into, I was in, I was, I was into bodybuilding, but that's because power building wasn't a thing. Okay. Back in two thousand and five. And can you, can you define power building real fast? Power building is when people are too lazy to get as shredded as bodybuilders. <laughs> but, so they supplement with being like, "Oh, I'm gonna be moderately lean and as strong as I possibly can." That's power building. Okay. Versus like a real bodybuilder will cut carbohydrates, sh like lean out completely and like be willing to curl 10 pounds. I will not curl 10 pounds unless I am broken. Fair enough. Which or, I have been sometimes. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> from, from training super heavy. So power building versus like, I think so bodybuilders would go in and it's all about muscle contraction. It's all about growth, how I can get as big as I possibly can in this condensed 45 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes or whatever they're training power builders go in and they're like all right i'm gonna do an activation warm-up exercise sometimes most of them probably don't mm -hmm. and then they're like all right i'm gonna lift as much as i can my first exercise and like so like five by five on squats as much as you possibly can and then everything after that will be like oh and i'm gonna transfer some volume i'm gonna do some walking lunges and i'm gonna do some quad extensions a bunch of supersets maybe 
I don't even know if power builders do supersets. Yeah. I did, but I don't know if like traditional ones do. Okay. You know. Okay, so once you got past the phase of meatheadness, if you will, <laughs> it just sounded funny in my head. Um, and you, you you coupled the proper nutrition with the the better training. You then had, I had body awareness. Like I don't think I ever felt uh, like joint, like chronic joint pain, maybe. If that's Wait, why, like that's in, why. during your meathead days? During my meathead. So I started training when I was 15, roughly. I love how we're calling you a meathead and we're both vegans. I know. I'm an anti-meathead now. Anti-meathead. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So when I was 15 and then pro- maybe I'd probably not until 2016, 17, 16. I don't, I don't know, bro. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been 11, a long life. 11 years, maybe? So, yeah, so lifting, because I always went in, do whatever it takes, get as big, as strong as possible. I think I just, like, tuned out the fact that I was in a bunch of pain all the time and, like, not soreness, whatever injuries. Like, you just tell yourself to STFU and keep going. And then when I became more healthy, I even changed my training at the same time because I was like, oh, I need to start training for life. I need to do, like, way more balance, way more iso Stability, stuff. Yeah, like, like I would do shoulder presses, even curls, like, on just one leg. Okay. Because all I wanted was to be stay. I wanted to be able to live. Right. Um, but around that same time, uh, I've, like, realized I have, like, chronic blocked knots, like, in my traps, and then my rhomboids don't even work. To so st- super stiff muscles and, and inactive stabilizing muscles, and too. inactive stabilizing muscles. But I never would have known that because the rest of my muscle just over-dominated it so much that it, it wasn't even on my radar. Okay. So you, you, you I mean... I, I would argue that you didn't even have like a neuromuscular connection there. Oh, absolutely not. I couldn't. So your brain like, couldn't communicate to those muscles. Correct. Cause probably never used them. So you weren't mastering the human organism. I wasn't a master of myself back then. <laughs> what did you What did you think the role of uh, nutrition played in that? Do you think? Because like I'm thinking about. Yeah, I was just about to say. Right. I felt like the same exact thing. Yep. So you um, you started to eat a bit cleaner. So in 20, just to give the guideline, I was like probably 2016 is when I realized like health is really important. 2014 uh, is when I realized I was both dairy and gluten intolerant. So I cut them out of my diet. And weren't you, you, you I think you and Holly told me before, you guys were like doing paleo or something like that? Uh, something yeah, that's like when that. I went, yeah. I wasn't doing paleo on purpose. I <laughs> ran a company that did paleo. Uh, so it just and kind of worked out your favorite. Yeah, cause I was like, I was there like 20 hours a day. So that's all I ever ate. And like all the leftover products were the food I ate at home. I gotcha. Um, so I just didn't have dairy or gluten in my diet. Gotcha. And then when then we would go and do something stupid like get a pizza or, you know, burgers, I would get really sick. Mm, makes sense. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. I have to imagine, I mean, I could be wrong because I don't know enough about dairy, but like the difference between even just like cheese and like milk is probably, like is it how processed cheese is. I have to imagine it's worse. But I could be wrong. Then dairy? Yeah, well, I mean, then, then like milk. I mean, again, I, I guess it, it's probably all considered it's probably the same. all the same. Yeah. I feel like because you, you would consume a larger quantity of milk. I'm sure like ounce for ounce it probably is. But you, like... You never just sat there and ate slices of cheese. I used to be... I used to get so addicted to cheese, No, man. it's really funny. I only had cheese on like food. Like, oh, it's on your burger. It's on your pizza. I never ate cheese. But also, we got to remember, I don't live to eat food. Fair enough. 
Yeah. You don't even taste half of it, right? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, yeah, true story. I barely <laughs> taste anything. Um, so then, so in 2014, I cut both of those out. By 2015, basically like 2015, I was 100% gluten dairy free. And then because I was working all those crazy hours, I started doing hardcore intermittent fasting. Um, so that's what cleans your gut, in my opinion. I don't know if that's an actual stat. Um, I mean, it makes sense because it gives your gives your body time to resets. reset. Yeah, because the, I mean, you and I talked about this before. What eighty percent of our energy goes to digestion? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a. I mean, like what people don't realize, I don't think too, is our um, digestive tract is a muscle. It's they're considered smooth muscles. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's well, a smooth muscle? Do you know? No. Sorry, keep going. No, was that a, is that like a trick question? Uh, I think it's your calves, abs, and forearms. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's like they're the, they're the three muscles that you can train every single day and never overtrain. Calves, abs, and and I mean, forearms. It, I mean, it makes sense because they're they, they're used all the time. Yeah, all the mm-hmm. time. It's just interesting. That is very interesting. Wondering. I didn't know that. Yeah. Learned I something every day. I don't know if that's actually real, but I recall that. I, I mean, it makes sense that you'd be able to train them every single day, though. Yeah. But um, also, like our parasympathetic nervous system controls our like it's one of those things that subconsciously happens. We don't we don't control the muscles that digest our food, but it just kind of naturally happens, you know. Right. So parasympathetic nervous system is your involuntary muscle contraction. Yeah, things that happen. Yes, like blinking, breathing. Right. Exactly. For people who may not know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did. I have talked about it on the show before. What if this is the first one? Is. What if these are my friends? Oh, good point. Who wanna who wanna come good on? Good point. The parasympathetic nervous system. Subconscious <laughs> for anybody who really wants to know, um, but you know one of the other things I've noticed with nutrition too is like once I actually had the like was when I was properly nourished it like it definitely made a difference. So what I mean by that is um, when I started to when I went vegan is when I looked into supplements more. I don't know about you supplementation. I, yeah, and what I mean by that is like well, vegan because vegans need certain supplements they can't oh, get through their you. diet. So like B twelve mm-hmm. and D three, which I'm pretty sure most people would probably need both of those and the two things like i noticed i did notice better energy with when i started taking b12 and i noticed, started noticing some different neurological things going on so like I, my brain was starting to work again it seemed like that's and cool vitamin d um it's for I, th- I don't i may have told you about this before i would have, i'd be able to go to the beach and not get fried like a lobster anymore so i used to go to the beach and get super fried and be red for like a week and then when i started supplementing vitamin d3 it would only happen for like two days. It wouldn't be as painful. That's very interesting. But like among that, the, when I started eating real food again, ah. it, it like among with that and having the actual nutrients, it actually like my brain was a lot more clear. You know, I didn't have that brain fog anymore. So I, like I felt again like I was in way more control. So like I mean, I think it goes to your point about nutrition being nutrition was the trigger. Yeah, for seriously, it was the and then. Just to finish the story, so intermittent fasted for most of 2015, and then 2016 is when Holly um, decided to take like a a health coach course, if you will. Yeah, um, I remember talking to her about that on the yeah, podcast. Basically, like and go over like ingredients and in foods and the side effects of like sucralose for one, and then food dyes and some other crazy stuff and then citric like citric acid yeah black mold yeah for everyone who doesn't know not all citric acid guys because some of it is natural correct yeah the vast majority is if it doesn't say 100 percent citric acid or if it doesn't say citric acid and then have the little parentheses like 
lime based or lemon based or citrus based and question the shit out of it yeah it's black mold guys you're literally drinking black mold that's disgusting but (laughs) so at that so in 2016 i think then we're like oh we've got rid of everything because almost all condiments unless you go out and purposely source really clean ones are have junk in them you know high fructose corn syrup yeah everything and and like i mean i i've never actually looked into it myself Sorry, I'm going to off your story. Go. But, um, high fructose corn syrup. But the things I've heard about what it does to us, like the metabolic damage it does to us, like people's like, we, our, blood, our blood sugar can never stabilize because of that stuff. Because it's just so highly processed and so bad for us. It can us. never stabilize. It's something to that effect. That's I'm cool. totally explains, not an ex- expert. Explains but the rise of diabetes. Exactly, it's right? It's in a lot of stuff. It's in a lot. Because be, if I'm not mistaken, it helps make it shelf stable. I just always assumed it was an incredibly cheap sweetener that they were derived that too, from corn, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, because I think uh, the corn is subsidized by the government, so it's like dirt cheap too. Seriously. That's why actually dairy is in almost everything uh, because of the same thing. They, they take the cow, they use it for the milk, blah, blah, blah. They have to slaughter it. And then the leftover parts, they literally, they tried to get squeeze every last penny out of they this poor it being. Too. And that's why they put it in everything. You'll, you'll just find random things. Dairy. Like, it's just weird. You know, it really is. Um, what's something I... Like, the, the gelatin stuff freaked yeah, me out when gelatin. I first went vegan. Because um, <laughs> it's just like... I don't even think most people know what gelatin is. They probably don't. If I'm not mistaken, is it from their bones? It's it's legitimately, Cal- essentially ground up bones. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's just amazing that they, they literally get every ounce of that animal. It's nuts. Although, um, I will boldly state, I'd rather you consume gelatin than dairy. Why do you say that? Because uh, dairy is, is highly inflammatory with no benefits, and gelatin has some moderate benefit, benefits, although I would say all animal products are uh, inflammatory. Yeah, I would agree with that. The benefits are also like increasing elasticity and like helping with skin and vision and hair. With gelatin? Gelatin, yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just put it in stuff in my last company. That's why. Okay. Well, and just have people know for what inflammation is basically our body's response to like, quote unquote, foreign invaders. So it's just like <laughs> our bodies, like when we get inflamed and we get inflammation from training. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. We want our body to be able to respond to it. But like when we get constant inflammation all the time and our body's like fighting these foreign invaders, it it can't heal itself. And that's half of the issue. Again, like if we're if our body's constantly fighting these foreign invaders and we go into the weight room and try to lose weight or put on muscle, it's like, how can you expect the body to heal itself from the damage you're doing from training? And I don't, I guess it sounds bad when I say damage like that, but from the stress you're putting on your body from training, if it's constantly fighting other things. Yeah, I would argue that if your inflammatory is so high, your body's resourcing, all are, are allegating it, all of the resources to heal yourself and then you have no energy to do anything else so like if you're lethargic if you're tired all the time and that's probably why you won't even make it to the gym or do anything i suppose right um it's because you're so inflamed yeah it makes sense and, and it also would make sense if, if that is the case that why people then can't get a control over their anxiety or whatever yeah. else is going on in their head because their body's taking every last resource to fight the the just for lack of a better phrase the complete garbage they're putting in their mouth yeah i think they don't know any better though no i i completely agree and that's yeah. the the shitty part because even in schools like they they tell you to eat a small portion of your plate with dairy like i'm pretty sure like dairy's still on my plate yeah, yeah it's like i'm like bread and dairy are the first of all 
Those are the two number one causes for diabetes. But and the most food intolerant. Yes. Well, people have the most food intolerances to those. Assuming there's gluten, wheat, and rye and bread. Right. But yes. But the, the combination of sugar and dairy is what actually causes most people to go into diabetes. That makes sense, too, because, like, I mean, a lot of dairy is high fat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, your insulin's carrying the fat to the, the muscle, the liver cells, and stuff like that. They're blown away by how smart you've become in the last, like, year. Have I been blown away at it? Right now. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm just this, blown away with, like, you're just, like, stating all these facts, and I'm like, I know things work. I just don't know how they work. But then when you explain it, I'm like, how the fuck is all this? The, the, the podcast has helped me do that. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went vegan, I listened to a lot of podcasts because I really wanted to understand what I was getting myself into. That's cool. Um, I didn't take it lightly. I think like I think like a little off topic, but I feel like a lot of people give up on the vegan diet because they don't do enough research. Like they give up, like oh, like they like they don't. Well, they get like a little sick or like and then they go to the doctor and it's like oh, we well, need to eat meat because you're not getting Is that real. I think that's all in people's minds. I th- I do too, and yeah. it kind of goes back to the original topic of the fact that mastering yourself, you know what I mean, like getting the right nutrition and stuff like that is a huge part, because I, I I've heard of like some of the vegan influencers who give it up. It's like. <laughs> It's because of like they needed iron or they needed fish for some for some reason I don't know what omega three. So one you can get an algae supplement for that. Two you can get it from flax, chia, and uh, walnuts. You can buy seaweed. See, you yeah you can get it from where the fish actually get it. So I don't think it's the lack of nutrition. I think it's the lack of understanding. Uh, I think those people are paid opposition. You're I mean you're probably right yeah. honestly at this point most people are paid by somebody else. Seriously. Yeah. Imagine having like. A massive influencer has been vegan five, ten years. All of a sudden, be like, I got so sick. First of all, never posted about being sick. Was perfectly fine. Not even pale. Not ill in any well, manner. But they're probably making a, a living off of it at that point, though. You know. Right. And then, and then they get flipped, and then all of a sudden, oh, I was sick, and all of a sudden, I need meat. I'm like, no one saw you being sick, bro. It just all of a sudden turned to switch. Right. No one believes you. I don't believe you. No one else should believe in me. Either. <laughs> right. And it's like some of the things that they have to they eat to even. That makes them feel better. Like fish and eggs, I think seem to be the highest too. I'm trying. Like if I try to eat that right now, I'm pretty sure I'd puke. I don't. You I don't would. Know. Your body would reject it. Yeah. One hundred percent reject it. Even like so. Like I use a. I'm part of a giant commissary, and you. Okay, I'll just say this. And the when you go to the grocery store, if you walk by the meat section, it smells like legitimate decay, because we've we've removed ourselves so far from it that we can actually sense what's happening. That makes sense. Like it does. It smells rotten. Right. Like, and eggs, you you crack an egg open, it smells rotten. It really, you, but you know the crazy thing is I always notice it, but I just didn't care before. Right. Yeah, because you think it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get addicted to it. Right. So, and then your body is like, oh, you rationalize that decay smell to feeding a dopamine hit, and then boom. Right. I think. Right. No, that's, that, that sounds, makes sense. That, that's, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we do get the same dopamine hit from food that we do from drugs, caffeine. I think it's uh, everything. It's even the pursuit of food. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because right. it because it it sends like a, a so you keep going what so you keep going yeah, yeah yeah because people don't realize that dopamine is that that reward system is there for a reason we needed something to keep us going when we didn't have the luxuries luxurious lives we have today right so like when I think ice cream and I'm like oh I want some ice cream every single step I take closer to that kitchen is a dopamine hit it's a little drop it drop, is yep drop. ding 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 you're going the right way right. and that and again this is why like taking like eating real food and training hard and stuff like that it really does kind of come down to mastering the human organism because Seriously. You, cause you could you, like and we didn't actually even talk about how that kind of stuff leads to training the mind because i mean you can let those 
cravings, the dopamine kicks that you're always getting control of you, or you can control them. Like, how, how do you use training to control, like, allow yourself to control your mind? Like, it, like, I mean, because everybody can go to the gym, but like, how often do you say, "Oh, I, I, I'm gonna cut it short today. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna skip that set." Never, unless business is a first. I, well, like, I structure my my life in certain priorities. So, and but if it's because I don't feel like it, never, absolutely, it's never because you don't feel right. like it. And that is an incredible muscle. And why is it? Because you, why do you not let the feeling dictate what you're gonna do? Uh, mostly because I know the benefits. I think that's like what I'm thinking about training specifically. Um, it's because like even if well, I actually don't ever feel this way, so I can't. I can't. I'm trying to think of like the last time I was like, man, I really don't want to work out. Now I've had workouts where I'm working out, and because I'm like, either slightly dehydrated or my intake's lower than normal or my sleep's really low, where I'm weaker, and I just want to be like, this sucks. Not that I'm training. This sucks that I'm weak, and then I got to push through that. But I actually can't, I'm not, I just don't believe when you have the correct intentions that you don't ever not want to do something that gets you to where you want to go. Well, we've talked about this before, like, cause, okay, so I shared a story last week of the fact that I, I was doing yoga first thing in the morning cause I wanted to get my body moving right away. And I said, I didn't want to get up this morning and do it, but I did it anyway. And you said, no, it's not that you didn't, it's not, you you wanted to do it, but your body didn't want to Correct. do it. Do you yeah. mind elaborating that for people to understand that a little bit? Right. And because I think it. most people, yeah, exactly. Right. I think most people are like that. Like mentally, they want to go to the gym. They want to get more fit. It's just actually doing it. Yeah. Physically, our bodies want to reject anything that is, I don't want to say trauma, but it is trauma. Like we're stressful. Putting, stressful. We are training putting, does put stress in the body. Yeah, and so does yoga, and it's like yeah. it's physical exertion with no instant reward. So our body wants to say, "No, I don't want to do this. I want to keep doing what is simple, what is easy, what is comfortable, where I'm safe." They really just want to be safe, and doing that physically, your body takes it as a risk response because you're not getting something quickly. Okay, um, so the body's always seeking that instant gratification. Correct, your body does, and that's why the mind is so much more important. So there is a separation between the, the body and the mind. Oh, 100%. I completely. completely agree with you. Yeah, I don't think they are not aligned at all. In fact, I think I think even your mind and your mind are not aligned. So you, there's you two have, minds. two and, minds. And then like your body, like maybe like your heart is the, the mind of the body. Or I don't know if that's the right term, but... I don't know. I don't know either. I think your mind is the mind of your body. <laughs> you have, you have <laughs> now two minds inside of you, and then one of them gets to decide what your body's going to do. That makes sense. Right. I mean, to, to me it does. Other people are like, you guys are crazy. But I, here's the thing. I think everybody has those two voices inside their heads. People just push that one down constantly. Which one? The, the one that's like, I want to go to the gym. I want to get in better shape. I, I want wanna better be, for me. Yeah, I want yeah. better for me. I want to be the best version of me. I actually heard someone recently say... The, uh, Cause I don't ever, I don't know if I, I think the old me, like aggressive, like fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want me, would have been like, yeah. Is I this did. meathead you? Yes, it was just also like my personality. Okay. Cause even post meathead, I was probably still kind of like that uh, internally. Okay. Most of my, most of my uh, personality is internal. I don't really express it externally cause I control it. Um, but that, but yeah, like the pat, like I was always really addicted to power. So I'd be like, I'm so strong. I'm gonna push that shit down. Now I heard someone recently say like it's just a volume, and I literally I like Ooh, that so much I better because like it's gentle, right? Yeah. So like when that voice creeps up of doubt, 
you just er, turn the volume down on that one while simultaneously turning up the volume of what you what you think you want to do. Okay. And then I've also heard recently um, that you can never like you know everyone's like oh just don't think negatively like it'll go away blah blah blah. Or they try to cover it up with just positive affirmations that they don't actually believe. That too. Um, I think everyone. I think though for a long time it was trendy to say like extinguish negative thoughts. Like, don't let them dominate you, kind yeah. of. And I heard someone recently saying, like, that it's better, like, you, though, so those are in, so the two mind aspects, those are involuntary thoughts. You're not intentionally thinking about those, but it is your mind assessing the risk, right? Which is normal, because that's how you stay alive. Right. But, so you can't ever turn that down. You should never, you should never, not turn it down. You should, you can't get rid of it, and you should never get rid of it, because it checks yourself. Right, so having some doubt is good. Having doubt is great in my personal opinion. And then what you can do is lay a pattern of opposition over it and and focus on that one and amplify that, which is I thought was pretty cool. So being like, I don't want to go to the gym today is a terrible example because that's like not such like a, like a, like if there's someone you really like and you want to talk to them and the, and the voice says like, no, don't do it. If you're- They if might you're, hurt your feelings. Right. I think at first people just say, no, don't do it. And they don't even recognize that it's connected to like an emotion of rejection or like self-doubt and insecurity. But if you're really smart, that's what it would be. And you would tell yourself, and then you overlay overlay that with like, no, I'm going to go talk to them, period. And I would argue that you should say, regardless of the outcome, I'm going to go talk to them. Because you're just trying to lay over a new thought pattern over the doubt voice and then strengthen the muscle of action, which people would call discipline. But I don't think you need to be disciplined to take action first. I think action comes, discipline comes second. Okay. Right? And that's just my belief. That makes sense. No, I, I actually kind of like that. And so it's kind of like reframing, um, even reframing the way you're talking to yourself about it too. Correct. Okay. Have you noticed a difference with the way you've reframed your self-talk, I guess? Self-talk be the right word? Uh, over what period of my life? <laughs> I guess in the, the more recent years where, you, where you've started to see more success in your business and things like that. How have I reframed my thinking? Uh, I. It's a really Because you guys, how, how long small Steve been, I think? Three, four years? Three. So I think my mental work where I was my strongest started seven years ago. Okay. Um, got really strong six years ago and then but to answer your question small seed was established the first version of small seed was established from in, a small seed right from a small seed in mid 2017 and then small seed was created mid 2018 okay um, for thought patterns I've been I've, I've also just been a person who was really uh, firm I've never really been able to be like manipulated or I'll actually take that back. No, I will hold ground with that. I used to be really jealous when I was a younger man. So those underlying thoughts, which I would now look back and would psychologically, I can't, I don't want to say I'd go back and try to figure out what they were, but as a person from the outside, if I knew you were jealous, I'd be like, you're just incredibly insecure about yourself. You don't think you're worthy. Or those are the thoughts that you have and you think everyone else thinks those same things. Like I used to be, I used to firmly believe where we grew up was like a little weird, not weird, but people may or may not understand. I used to firmly believe that people could not have friends with the opposite sex. Do you know why? Because I couldn't have friends with the opposite sex. Okay. So you kind of like projected that out to the world type of thing. Correct. I thought it was just real or like, you know, I probably did some sketchy shit all the time because I did. It was <laughs> just like part of that lifestyle I lived. 
So I used to always assume everyone else was doing the same. Like to this day, if your phone is down, this is, this is a good way to transfer over to what you're asking me about how my thoughts have changed over time. To this day, if your phone is face down, I think I can't trust you because you're hiding what's uh, popping up on your phone. Okay. But some people just put their phone face down. Yeah, right. But in my mind, I'm like, why are they hiding something from me? What are they not telling me? Do, do you put your texting? phone face down and you're, when you're trying to hide something? Or No. No, I mean that's just the way you used to think. That's what I used to always think. Okay. Uh, back when I was back when I used to be that way, there was no, uh, there was there were flip phones. <laughs> so <you> didn't, <laughs> didn't so there wasn't putting your phone face down. No, no, you would hide it. You'd, I would literally hide it, take out the SIM card, and hide it somewhere. <laughs> that's awesome. I used to have two phones, but anyway, not the point. <laughs> so, but like just the way that like now I now I still feel that though. This is why I think people like get discouraged. Just a little help of like uh, motivation or whatever. Um, people get discouraged because they're upset that they still feel that way. Listen, guys, something happened really, really deep in your life, and it affected you on a level that you can that you'll probably never comprehend, and it's now ingrained in your subconscious, and that is okay, because you can just act the opposite. You turn that volume down. Turn the volume down. So I see it in my mind. First thought: Why is her phone down? This is really weird. Second thought. Guys, not me. To myself, I guess I just I just I just referred to myself in a plural way. <laughs> Shane's, it's okay if her phone's down. Like maybe she just put it down that way. Right. And then I choose to believe that one, and I let go of the second one. I like that. Thoughts over. No. But, but that's all doubt. You can do that with all doubt. What were you gonna say? Um, it doesn't reoccur. I think maybe in the beginning it did. Like if I look back, like it probably took me multiple times of. Every time I see the phone, I still feel that way. So, but I meant like multiple times of that one scenario to like, sh like to turn the volume up on what I want to believe okay. and turn the volume down of what's my, my already, my pro, what do we call it the other day? Software. Yes. It's, it's my software. Yeah. Because the brain really is like a computer program. It is. Yeah. And it just remembers previous things and it's trying to protect me. But your past is never a prediction of your future. Right. And I, you know, I actually think I heard before that like our emotions come from our past experiences so like if you feel something you may actually be thinking about something that happened in your past and correlating with what's happening right in this moment correct which is why like you know you might be you might like so many people feel that, like they're gonna get judged at a gym so they don't go and they immediately associate the gym with judgment so they never mm -hmm. go back because of that right but you also said um that when people get discouraged is something that may be deep down that that they never um, they may never fully understand. Right. Um, how do people get past that, though? Forgiveness? Grace? Yeah. Forgiving um, themselves? Yeah, for sure. Like, understanding, like, realizing that we all are like that. The best of us are like that. Some people just hide it better. People just, yeah, people don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't even know if they're, I don't even know if it's like, because... That's a, that's a really good point. It might not even be hiding. But yeah, they might not be hiding it. I used to, so when I became a Christian... Uh, and I was like a super faith-filled, like strong, unshakable. Uh, I had, I would never say anything negative ever, no matter what. Not even, not even to yourself. Uh, externally, right? Someone asked me, someone asked me how I was. I would give them the answer that I wanted to see all the time, no matter what. Uh, I also thought incredibly positive. I almost rarely had negative thoughts. Um, and this was at a time where like my entire life was incredibly unstable and there was a lot of chaos and risk going on and like I could have like for an example 
I had this one conversation when I was with Holly's father and he was asking me, was like, oh, so like they just let you out of prison. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm out on prison on bail. And he was like, oh, so you could go back to prison for 10 years. And I was like, no, I'm not going back to prison. And he was like, but you could go back. I'm like, no, I'm not going back to prison. It was never even, I didn't even think uh, about anything else. I got you. Like, because I was, you were so my dead volume set. was so high on what, yes. Uh, my volume was so high on that, on that belief that I couldn't even hear the underlying belief. Okay. That, it, it kind of just brought me up to, like in my head, I just thought about something Tom says all the time, right? I think it's, it's about the story you tell yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah, about sure. yourself. Yeah. And that's so true. And, you know, like trying to tie this back into what we were just talking about, like with the nutrition and stuff like that. It's like, I, I, I feel, I personally believe, and this is from my own personal experiences, that like, you know, just getting in better shape, seeing results in the mirror, um, feeling better from nutrition can help you get to that place where you can start telling yourself a better story because you can gain better control over what's going on in your head. Like, I mean, I even think about, um, like we've talked about, you and I have talked about, uh, BDNF a few times, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and the mm. increase of that allows you to learn more. And something like you know eating omega-3s, like we were talking about earlier, can help increase that. So if you can learn new things, you can learn new things about yourself, and it'll help you master yourself. Master yourself. Master the human on, organism. On an unscientific note, because... <laughs> I like it in science yeah. I know, and I think that's why we've created a good duo. Yeah, because good point. Like, you're so, like, you're, I believe you're technical. incredibly smart, right? Yeah, and you're technical, and you're fascinated by, like, what the body legitimately does, and not just the uh, result of what it's doing. Right. You know, I don't care about that. I care about the result. <laughs> Fair enough. But to prove that point... Um, how do how does anyone believe anything? They tell themselves it. Yes, but no. How do you li- like? Yes, to an extent, but they don't really believe it, right? There's always the doubt. There's only, in my opinion, there's only one thing that sheds the doubt. You know, action, action, right? So I'm like, when you, where I think we might have talked about this in the gym or not, but the first time you bench three fifteen, do you really think you're gonna bench three fifteen? No. No, but what happens after you rep it one time? You know you can do it. You can now bench 315. And now you have a new belief about yourself. And now it's a new belief, correct. And now you will never doubt that you can't bench 315. Right. Because the evidence is what makes the belief real. Hmm. So the action backs up the belief, the story you're telling yourself. Correct. The action with the result you want, the evidence. Because the opposite's also true. Right. Like if you hit 315 and you fail, you're gonna continue to have that doubt. You may still always try to hit it, but you're gonna have that doubt and that doubt won't fully go away until you perform it correctly. True, that's very true. And I mean, that could probably be, well, not probably, it could be applied to someone who's like, oh, I'm always, like, they look in the mirror and they're just like, oh, I'm always gonna be fat. Exactly, And you, so your sad. action of not going to the gym is going to solidify that in your head. Right, but, and it's because the evidence is constantly there. Yeah. The same with, the same with people who get rejected in relationships. They haven't, they haven't had that one experience yet where it's gone good. Like, we see this a lot in our culture where, like, girls think men suck and men think girls are hoes. And it's because neither of them have found the right person at the right time that and go in sync with their beliefs. And I would also argue it's because you're a piece of shit yourself. So fix yourself first. Yeah, what do they say? You, attra- you attract what you are, right? You, would, you, yes. And you also attract what you focus on. So if all dogs, if all men are dogs, you only are going to get a dog. And if all girls are hoes, you're only going to get a hoe. 
you're not you're not looking for the right one you're looking for the bad ones right and that's usually the case too the women or the men who complain about the other the opposite sex usually or usually um the one to attract the yeah. people they're complaining about every relationship they have is awful yeah because that's what they're really searching they're telling themselves that's the only thing out there the evidence is proving it so that's just what they keep getting so it's solidifying the belief in their brain right so you have to be willing to take the action of doing something different like benching 315 to produce the evidence that you need for the belief right now that's so true and like that this is the, like even an example like that is why i i personally believe just fit health and fitness like the whole like the, everything combined is just uh it can lead to every other aspect of your life because once you realize that oh i can lose 20 pounds right. oh maybe i do deserve somebody better oh maybe i can run a business oh maybe i can become president of the united states of now America. why is that though what's that now why is that because you're overcoming yourself right and yes that is that is a good word I would say if I was going to break it down, well, I told my shirt, simply, so I, I had know to, that's why I was like, Ooh, I, yeah, I had to throw the plug one. in there. I was going to say, I was going to say on another, you're developing a new habit, and it's breaking your old beliefs. Right. I've always been a fat, like the same thing you've always told yourself. I'm, we're not picking on anyone, but like I've always been fat. I've always, I've always been unworthy of relationships. I've always only been good enough to be a desk person and not like upper management. Those things. As soon like those are like oh these are firm beliefs these are absolute truths there's no way to break them and then as soon as you start trying and you break one you're like wait you may not consciously think this way right but your subconscious will start learning like oh I don't trust myself in an, in a good way I don't trust that everything I've always told myself is real so then you're like oh let's let's try out something else I actually don't like and pursue something I do and then you break the next belief. And then next thing you know, you have a habit of breaking beliefs. Right. I which, mean, is, which is also good in the future because you can have beliefs that are good now that may be bad later. Like I believed working out was great and it was. And then I had to believe that being fit was better than working out and being buff. What do you mean by being fit exactly? By like training for stability and training for real life scenarios. Oh, okay. You know, versus like before being like, I want to be huge, which was a great belief at the time. It saved me a lot, taught me a lot. And, but then I needed to upgrade that belief. Okay, that makes sense. And the thing about that too is just like, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced, I mean, you don't, I guess don't show it as much, but <laughs> when, when I'm going through a phase where like, I'm like kind of questioning something and like I'm kind of getting past a certain point in my life or something that, you know, I'm used to, like uh, overcoming one of those beliefs, it tends to feel super uncomfortable. Like everything feels off, everything feels unstable. But it's just like, I've thought about it more. And it's like, well, no shit. You've never done that before. <laughs> you, you, I, I've, never, like, I've never overcome that side of myself before. So it makes sense that I would feel uncomfortable. My, body's, my body, my brain, nothing about me is used to that. You know what I mean? Like even the first time I came here, I was a little bit nervous. I'd never met you before. Me we too. talked I didn't online. Want to, I didn't want you to come. That's, like, that's not true. I mean, <laughs> it is true and it's not true. But I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have phrased it as nervousness. I would have been like, oh, well, I'm, I guess it was nervous though. But I kind of was more of like, why did I say this guy can come? What if he's the POS? What if I'm going to waste my time for a whole weekend? Is this really worth it? I guess that could be nervousness, but I think that's like, I would have just framed that as doubt. Okay. You know? Well, I was like a little in the shaky, to be like, honest with you. Shaky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I meet new people and people that like intimidate me a little bit, because I was intimidated by you. Most people I'll are. Fully admit it. It's, it's your demeanor. And I think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's my perceived demeanor. Yeah, absolutely. I totally would agree with that because as I've gotten to know you more, it has, my thought process behind it all has changed. But. I'm still a dick, guys. <laughs> no, he's not. But, um, 
But yeah, I mean, like, I was able to, like, once I overcame that, like, driving here the last two times is like, I can't fucking wait to now get Now, what there. about if you meet new people? Like, when you went to go meet uh, Justin, assuming... I was nervous. Were you nervous Yeah, still? I was nervous. But were you Not nearly as bad. No. Aha, that's no, the and trick, even, guys. So, like, even, even the first... The first two times I had you and Holly on the podcast, nervous as fuck. Like, I was sweating everything. Were we your first guests? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had my friend on before that. Don't but count. Like, yeah. And then I had you guys on again, and I was still nervous. But, like, when I had the conversation with Holly last night, it just flowed, man. Yeah, you guys were rocking and rolling. Yeah. I was listening down here. I, was I like, could have gone for another friends. hour. Yeah. No, yeah. it was awesome. I mean, but I overcame that side of myself because, it was, like, I wasn't used to it. My body wasn't used to it. I'm used to just kind of curling up into a ball and talking to myself and yelling at a camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, what you said makes so much sense because I was able to, like, solidify a new belief about myself that I can sit here and, like, we're... 43 minutes in and we're still Sweet. going just talking yeah. before I could have never had a conversation with this That's so cool. like your point is so so valid you know what I mean like I've solidified a new belief about myself because I've questioned the old one and overcame it yeah and that and then you're just gonna keep repeating it yeah exactly until I conquer the world until you conquer Tyler well yeah Tyler first the world second okay I don't think we ever conquer ourselves so I, yeah I, but I think that's part of what makes it fun yeah, I agree. I'm like, I'm a part, like, I think most people aim for the reward and I just, I'd rather do the process. I'm like, because then when you hit the reward, what are you going to do? Right. I'll be so bored. Because then people just stop when they get there. Like, that's why. You know I, what happens? You die. Yeah. That's what happens. You that literally true. die. That is very true. Wait, I actually heard something. I think I was talking about, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the guy said that like when you think, when you have like a belief that it's like you can't be changed, part of you dies. When you have a belief that you can't be changed, a part of you like dies. when you when you think you know something and that's that. Oh, okay. Because I was talking because like he said that you know like we don't know any atom in its entirety. So for humans to think that anything we know is solidified, when if when you start to believe that you, what you think is a hundred percent right and that's that, you can't be changed. Part of you dies. It's it's why um, I'm trying to think how he phrased it exactly. Like. Um, people who are on their deathbed and it's like, well, if you change your diet, like with diabetes or something, if you change your diet, you can change your life around. And they're like, no, I'm a meat eater. I've always been, I've always eaten candy for dinner. Like that's who I am. So, well, so they're choosing to die. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I mean, our whole entire life is all about evolution. Like if anyone just thinks about themselves in the in however many years and just go backwards, everything has been an evolution. Right. Whether you're evolving or devolving, I don't know. But is devolving a word? I don't know. We'll it be, should be. It, it is now. <laughs> we just made it. But to, to, to come to that point, the opposite of everything is also true. And I think people don't realize that. What do you mean by that? The, so this is, how, this is how you change, right? Or this is how you progress, I should say, in what you want. But by not doing any of this, you're just you're progressing what you don't want and it's becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and i think the longer you perform a bad habit the deeper it becomes in you and it's harder to overturn that makes sense like that that muscle gets stronger that voice gets louder and you can and it takes more effort and probably consistency compounded by time and all that junk to do the reverse to be able to turn that knob right so i'm like the little voice in you is like and then the big voice is like, shut up. Right. You're going to stay here and be safe. But, and if you don't, if you don't at least take one step to that person, that voice is going to remain really, really loud. And then get stronger and stronger. And only, yeah, until the little of you diminishes. And then you're like, probably gone. Yeah, and then you're just living a life of misery. 
most likely. Which most I'm just people, making which most people are. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But, but to go ahead. No, you got it. I was going to say, I was going to completely ditch this topic. So if you have something to say about it, you can. <laughs> no. Okay. I was going to say back to mastering the body and how like having physical awareness and mental awareness, which in my honest opinion, I like after talking and thinking about this, I think nutrition is number one because without nutrition, I wouldn't be able to feel anything else. Like, cause it was cause your body's constantly inflamed. Right. Yeah. Like you don't like. I can literally eat something right now, and if it had gluten in it, I would know in 10 seconds. You would Pro- get probably gluten. Less. I'd get gluten. My body would instantly become red, inflamed, and I would know what I'm eating is bad for me, and I could stop instantly. Versus, like, if I constantly had it in micro doses in my diet all the time, I think that's normal. But anyway, that, I don't think that was what I was going to talk about. Um, you said nutrition was number one. Nutrition number one, because then you can listen to the rest of your body. Right. But also nutrition. Gain is, control of the brain. Exactly. Reduce the inflammation. You can think a lot. Reduce the amount of food you eat or open up the windows of time that you eat. Your brain will activate so much. And people don't. I mean, you did the IMF, so you I don't know if you talked about that. Intermittent fasting? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, just like, I, I don't know if I talked about uh, mental clarity from it all, but I think I talked about my own personal experience with that did. Mm-hmm. Because like it just like I didn't have to worry about look, looking forward to the next meal because I found myself doing that. Like I was eating like five or six meals a day. I was trying to put on weight, but it was just like after I ate one meal, there was times where I would literally think as soon as I was done, think about the next fucking meal. Like, God, I gotta do this in two and a half hours. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't want this right now. What, what I would rather people do is take those five meals and split them into two or three bigger meals. Bigger meals, longer windows, and you will physically feel. A lot better. I couldn't and, agree more. And the complete opposite is taught in our society. Oh, every two hours you got to keep feeding your body. Listen, food is food, guys. Your digestive system doesn't move in eight hours. Right. Like the the nutrients, the food is still there. Well, I think I have the issue is like all these these movements and stuff like that. Body positivity, like diet culture. I've been hearing that one a lot more. Um, like the eating disorders stuff like that, and then they're just teaching people to that like to be f- fearful of all this stuff. Almost certain just, foods, it, it, everything, you no, know. Yeah, I was gonna say it almost seems like it's intentional. Hmm. hmm. Maybe it is. Possibly. Keep that in mind. But back to the back to the because I don't know when we're gonna wrap this up. I'm assuming it's gonna be kind of soon. But back to the point where we're talking about just like mastering the human organism. Hu- yeah, that never, was the. I would I never use these words, guys. Um, I think I actually heard, I want to say I heard either Tom or Joe Rogan say it, so I... I could see that. Full disclosure. That you I, remind me of both of those people. I, I thought it was a cool way to sum it up. I mean, the human, I, we can say human body, but like, it's only one side of it. The brain is I think, everything. Yeah, I think when people think body, they don't actually think your whole entire body. Right. They think the physical body. Yeah. And that's, I guess, organism would cause people to be like, what's an organism? People might not even know. They probably don't. Yeah, they would think bacteria. When I think organism, I think bacteria. Mm. I don't know if anyone else I does. I think it's technically a pathogen. It's in the same classification as viruses. An organism? Mm-hmm. No, all, no, 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 pa- no. Um, bacteria. Oh, uh, oh. But that's what I would think. Okay. But anyway, not the point. <laughs> I just wanted to be smart for a second. <laughs> so, back when... So, mastering my nutrition and my mind and my body and all of that. It's, you need all of it, first of all. So, you need to... I would say you need to start eating correctly. Nutrition first. Start working out. Most people do the opposite. Most people work out, then do nutrition. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, me I, too. I was one of them. I, yeah, me too. Um, start cleaning up cleaning up your food first. It's easier 
to take away it's easier to take away things than it is to add them. And you don't have to do it all at once. No, right? you don't. You, you do it like maybe just start up like the I am a person who likes to do everything at once. I am too. I went right. vegan like this. Me too. But like, Overnight. like you can start by cutting Not out there. Not even researching it. Yeah? Zero research. Mm. Good for you, man. Bang. I'm jealous. I'm, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. You love researching. But I do. <laughs> um, but anyway, but so I would say that because it's 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 an, an action to get to the gym. Oh, the action. Can right. It's up? an action to go there. But if you can just, when you run out of potato chips, don't buy any more. When you run out of ice cream, don't buy any more. It's like the lack of an action. It's so easy. Yep. Right. Or you can find a replacement. Nice cream. But you will after. Yeah. But I'm saying you don't. I'm but saying it doesn't take effort to not do something. I got you. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. I see what um, you're saying. So start with nutrition, then implementing some form of training. Could just be Tyler's infamous walking all the time. It's a great way to get you exercise. Know? Could literally be sit down on the couch, sit back, stand back up, sit down, sit up, like do it 10 times. That would probably wreck the majority of the human population. Yeah, I mean, 40% of the human population, or the US population is obese. Is it only 40 now? Yeah. I thought it was like 80. Because it looks like it. I think it's 70% and above is are overweight. 40% of the over RVs. Yeah, I just put them all together. Yeah, I mean, I do too, but like. Like, even when I people... see people with love handles, not to. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you either drink alcohol or you eat some inflammation because why are you retaining this weird water around your gut? Right. I'm like, that to me, you're fat. But it kind of goes back to the thing I was saying earlier. Like, when people get solidified in their views, it's just like right. they associate with themselves with, I love, I'm a cheese eater. Right. I don't yeah, care I don't, if it if I can't it go vegan because I love cheese. I'm yeah. Like, so you I would used rather to say that. die than not eat cheese. Exactly. So that saying I said earlier makes so much sense too. It's like you really do kind of kill a part of yourself when you do that. When you just yeah. close your mind off to right. something. You kill progress and without progress we die. Yeah. Quite progress. literally. Rob Bailey, said, Rob Bailey said it best. Progress over everything. He's right there looking at us. <laughs> Tony Robbins too. Progress is right. everything. Oh, no, he he's say not that on here but his whole thing is like the ultimate fulfillment in life is only progress. Mm. Without progress, there is no fulfillment. And we would literally do nothing. And the gym's a great place to progress. Well, actually, so, all of it so is. So nutrition. Nutrition easy, first. Easy, because you can just eliminate things. And then then you can slowly add things. And then, but, because then when you get rid of the inflammatory foods, you'll have more energy. And then you'll be like, whoa, maybe I will go for that 10-minute walk today. And then you start working out. And then, and then you're breaking these belief systems. And then you're like, you know what? Instead of some shitty, secular music that's all about drugs and sex... I'm going to listen to a podcast like Mind Muscle Experience. Ooh. And then you start upgrading your mind. And then all of a sudden you have the trifecta, which you need. But what I was going to say is doing all these things is going to... My whole purpose of this was to leave this one example, which I thought was really cool, which some people might like. Some people might think like, that. Oh, that's crazy. But doing all these things leads to having such self-awareness of your body that when I... This is, this is the example I use. I used to get my eyebrows threaded before all this dumb shit. I used to get them threaded and I would sit in the chair. And when I couldn't sit in the chair still, like I felt, even if I felt like I had to move, like while because it hurts, that shit hurts. I don't care what anyone says, that shit hurts. Um, if I felt the urge to move, sometimes I even would move, like my foot or twitch. If I felt the urge to twitch, I knew there was something bothering me in the back of my mind that mm. I wasn't addressing because I couldn't sit still. Interesting. Imagine that. So you, from just kind of getting control of your nutrition and then the training, which I'm assuming the com combination allows you to gain control over your mind, you can now sense when something is even a hair off with yourself. Correct. It's it's like 
it's a self it, like you can self-regulate so fast because the longer you leave an infection the worse it becomes and you got to treat it like sometimes you got to cut off your hand sometimes you can just take a little antibiotic the the whatever you're not, whatever's bothering you is the reference for the infection i got gotcha. you for anyone who might have missed that but yeah because if i let something bother me like let's just say let's say it's not even anyone else around me it's me i left i left dishes in the sink whatever is and then and then i went and got my eyebrows done and then some and then it could be that simple it's normally something way bigger it doesn't, but, it, I but it could be that simple and then i'm like and then i feel antsy because i know i didn't do everything to the best of my ability right? i got you uh and then if i don't fix that problem i will now i now i will start self-identifying as someone who is lazy who is not a finisher and i'll just constantly leave dishes in the sink and then you'll constantly tell yourself that yeah and then all and of a sudden actions, i'm a failure at everything yeah Wow. I mean, I think it's a really great way to actually wrap it up there because I'm pretty sure Holly's got your dinner going, right? Or something. Uh, I think actually Opal's in the room next to us and oh. she's probably like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably a good idea then. So we'll wrap it up there. I appreciate you doing this with me. This is actually a lot of fun just having a casual conversation about this because like when I thought of that tweet the other day, I was like, this would be cool to talk about with Shane. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of giving some of your uh, personal experiences will maybe click something with somebody. So do you want to um, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to connect? Sure. I am at Shane McKinnon. It's in the show notes. I'll put it there. Yeah, because I don't ever, like, when people, no one types things out. Go click it <laughs> um, if you're interested. And um, next time Tyler has me on, we'll hype the, Like, this was uh, impromptu? impromptu? Yeah, 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 I think that's the right word. Um, I'm not intelligent, but I'm smart. So, just put that there. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm always like, is that the right word? I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Um, but next time we'll hype it up, and I think I'll even throw like a QA. and a And I'm like, guys, if you want us to like rant, Ooh. like, because this is, this is casual conversation, yeah. right? So I'm like, oh, there's some topics that like multiple people ask for. And if we both ask like both our audiences, we right. might get really and we can ones. like pick a couple good ones and then like, oh, let's just rattle on. Oh, that's such a good idea. X, Y, Z. And like, what's wow. your opinion on boom? What's your opinion on boom? Then we just bang. I think I'm mm. excited for that. And we can make that, this like yeah. a thing. Like when we meet up every few months or whatever, we can just make this a thing. Conversations with Shane and Tyler. Yeah. Or Tyler and Shane. The mind. Uh, no, that's dumb. Uh, this is why Holly's our marketing genius. I didn't, uh, <laughs> it makes awful. sense. But I appreciate all of you guys for listening to my uh, banter. And me, because I don't know what I'm saying half the time. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Push myself to my limits, I'm in it to win it Forget the beginning, it's now that you're living Don't be forgiven, don't fear what you're missing A mind like a killer, you need to be driven Ten steps ahead, you prepared in the head? 